0: audience to the Spooky lore cast. I'm Mythos Mike, and I am joined this week by the usual suspects, Purple Chimera, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well, how are you?
0: I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. How's your week going on? It's going well. Good to hear. And then also, Anon Pig, how was your week, big guy? It was alright. Just alright? Nothing to complain about?
2: I mean, like, it's about to get a lot better,
0: so because of right now
2: it does, does, doesn't compare
0: <laughs> and uh now for this very special uh spooky show um we all went Halloween shopping and uh I think we got some really uh, pretty great skeleton decorations and uh we happened to pick out a uh, like this really nice guy that's uh also a host on a on a very nice show called uh, Crucible Radio and I'd like to introduce Bones this week Bones from Crucible Radio how you doing man good to see you here glad to have you thank
3: you for having me <clears throat> sorry thanks for having me on guys
4: <laughs> oh
3: that was it's, uh, great to be here on a podcast that is not about the crucible well not as not as as much about the crucible
0: <laughs> we'll try to help ease that transition for you
3: oh i'm looking forward to it
0: <laughs> and of course we're going to get into our um uh, weekly highlight this week now, uh, just to give for our new time listeners that are starting off with this episode, weekly highlights will vary with each of our episodes. Um, each week they're going to include anything between a community story, fan fiction, gear and weapon text, grimoire, general hype, and other other things that we might include week to week. Now this week's highlight is actually a missing item report from Stacy the Broom Sweeper frame, and sh- uh, she's lost her broom somewhere in the tower, so if, uh, if you find it anywhere, please contact her. She's uh, very distraught.
2: <laughs> and poor frame. You know. You know. What she actually says, "If you uh, hang out by her, what's that?" She goes, "What does the broom say?" <laughs> broom, broom.
3: Are you serious? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. Fun. Bungie, bungee at their finest, right there. Yeah. Now um, we're starting off this week talking about Eververse. And uh, now we know there's uh, nothing fun about microtransactions in Destiny, but we do have Eververse, which really makes things like uh, the Festival of the Lost possible. Here, um, here we can buy our masks and other goodies for a unique currency called silver, which uh, helps fund the Bungie Live team to create these events like the Festival of the Lost and um, the Sparrow Racing League for us. But, Eververse does have some pretty great lore, starting with a really great character in Destiny, the warlock Fenchurch Everest. Uh, is he a warlock? I believe he is, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure he is.
2: I don't remember. I, I okay, well, we got, the, uh, we got some postcards between uh, Fenchurch and uh, Tess. Uh, Purple, why don't you re- uh, read the first one there?
1: Ho, Tess! My dearest apologies for my long silence. I have been stranded for some weeks on an uncharted and thoroughly inhospitable area of the Red Planet. My starship was destroyed in a most frightful crash, but thankfully I had enough sparrow parts on board to eventually fashion an escape vessel to lift me from this planet's gravitational grasp. Fear not for me, dear niece. I shall endure as ever I have endured in my long years of wandering this marvelous, perilous, wondrous galaxy. This does, of course, mean that those sparrows, I promised you, will be a tad late. You understand. Your ever-loving uncle, Fenchurch Everest.
3: Cool guy. He kind of talks like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? I like that. <laughs> he's, he's a warlock. Of course like, he does. If, if, you know, the Eververse was in that universe, it would be a shop on Diagon Alley. That's where it would take place.
2: He's also opening up one in uh in Hogsmead. It's it's pretty exciting. They're expanding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that too.
1: On. Maybe that's why he brought us back a broom sparrow. <laughs> Ooh. I do like that. I'll be honest.
0: It's
2: it should it should have been a Nimbus three thousand and one. Well it
1: handles horribly, so it really shouldn't have been. <laughs> what? No. Have it you doesn't? driven that thing? I have it's driven awful. it. It is amazing. No, it's terrible. I mean, I'm it keeping mine. I'm finding
2: a way to glitch it and keep it. And it is going to win me every race in the barrel <laughs> Racing League. And I, I intended I'm going to this like sweep away all the competition
0: oh my God. on my, on my boy. Oh, you're so cheesy. Yeah. You are so, so cheesy. To, or uh, swine. yeah, No, <laughs>
2: it's well. not
0: allowed. Moving on, we have a, uh, another another postcard from uh, Fenchurch to uh, Tess. Uh, Bones, do you want to read this one?
3: Yes. All right, Dearest ahead. Tess, I hope this note finds you in good spirits. I am in an excellent state, as always. I have continued my exploitations of this marvelous world in an area most guardians believe to be an uninhabitable. Not so... I was searching among the ruins when I came across a small tribe of survivors making a home in the rubble. Curious wretches, they are so afraid of being discovered by the keen auditory senses of their enemies that they communicate almost entirely in gestures. I spent several days with this strange band, learning these ways before sending them a path towards the city. You will make them welcome if they arrive. Your altruistic uncle, Fenchurch Everest. (coughs) He's a weird guy. <laughs> I've never heard. He calls anyone himself altruistic. Altruistic. <laughs> <laughs> Who calls himself altruistic? It's almost. Mm. It's almost an oxymoron. Not quite, but almost. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Finchurch, Finchurch is a bit of an oxymoron.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I really hope we get to see him eventually. I'd love to meet him in person in in Destiny. He
2: should be an NPC. He should. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool.
0: I'd love to see him in the Whatever. tower every once in a while in the um uh, the
4: Eververse. Actually.
0: Group.
2: Actually, uh, the one uh, I'll read the next one. You can get the, ne- the last one. Uh, you'll see why he's not, why you'll never see him there uh, mm, from the last card. Uh, so, the next card, and I just want to say this, this postcard, because they are images, uh, we'll tweet out all four images. Um, <clears throat> this next one has uh, Fenchurch hugging a fallen captain surrounded by regular people. Uh, so. My most delightful test. I have yet another tale for your ever eager ears. Recently, I found myself in an area quite inhospitable to my person and was compelled to assume a false identity. I was more than confident in my abilities to blend in, as it were, but my dear ghost Neville insisted I take precautions. It's quite trying to be bound to such an excitable creature, but the masquerade itself was exhilarating. Skulking behind a mask and pretending to be something completely different from the gentleman guardian I am? Such a delight! Really got the old mind core churning. Expect to hear from me with new with ideas soon. Your inspired uncle, Venture Severus. Now, uh, at the end of episode 5, uh, Siva, Siva Lorecast, uh, I did mention how uh, Shiro4 called. Uh, Christ, names are hard today. Ephrodite, a bug hugger. And uh how the fallen are called insects as a slur. And now we have Fenchurch hugging a fallen. That's uh that's something that Beta, Beta Chieftain Jesus. actually caught after listening to that episode. He uh he brought that up to me. It's uh it's a it's a really good catch. And I think wherever uh, Fenchurch was, it might be where Ephrodite once was. That's
0: a very good hypothesis. Huh. Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, why, don't, why don't you get that last one?
0: We'll keep it moving. I'll uh, I will do that. Uh, I'm gonna be warned. I'm going to read this in my best Fenchurch accent that I can do.
3: So. Why do you do voices? <laughs> I'm
0: I'm trying. To, I'm trying, man. I'm I'm trying to you know <laughs> trying to get like the Tefty voice. You know, get get that going. But uh, I don't think I'll ever get to that.
3: You got to bring it down like eight octaves. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, this is this is going to be horrible. Dearest ever, dearest Tess, I assume that since I have not heard from you in some time, that you are busy with preparations for our little venture. Do not tarry from the tower for too long, my beloved niece. I am on my way for Ju- to Jupiter for tea, and it is my firm intention to stop when I am near the city and deliver my latest finds. We must meet. The usual place, my dear. I am a still person non grata in the tower, and as I always respect the wishes of the vanguard. But do remind Zavala it was merely a jest. You're always pensive, uncle, then church Everest. That's pretty good. <laughs> I tried It wasn't my best. bad. Could be worse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> By that I mean it's usually worse, but I mean Ouch. You know, like a gift horse
0: than the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I take offense to that. I'm, I'm a little offended.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: God. So I do want to point something out um, in Please the do. previous card um, that Fenchurch has named his ghost Neville. Oh, God. Um, Harry Potter.
3: Harry Potter. Hey! That was clearly the inspiration.
1: Obviously. <laughs> um, but I do find it interesting because we kind of... Um, I know know that there there are are a lot of people who are theorizing about why our ghost has a certain personality personality, and is that just the personality of ghosts in general or does everyone have their own personality Mm. and this seems to imply that they can be a little bit different um, as far as that goes which opens up a lot of, of possibilities for different ghosts having different Um, Requirements for their guardians as they're searching for them. Mm.
5: Mm
2: -hmm. Saint Fourteen's ghost is actually a a girl, girl Mm -hmm. ghost, Mm -hmm. and uh, we just had that new card that gave us three ghosts with different personalities.
0: Four? I think it was four. Yeah, there were two. Because I thought it was
2: it was one meeting the other, and then the third one came infected with Siva, and then the other one's like.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah, 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 that's right. My bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's just
0: three. For some reason, I thought there were four units, too, infected with SIVA. My apologies. Mm. Well, mm. Um, moving on from that, we, uh, we have a card for silver, which, um, again, is the currency that's used by uh, Tess when you purchase from her. Now, the, the card for silver reads, Old Neville woke me in the Martian wastes, utterly alone, with nothing but our wits, and a lone silvered coin buried in the sand beside me. This very coin, in fact. What could it signify? A mysterious message? A sign of royal birthright? A key to some ancient puzzle? For all my adventures, the answer yet eludes me. What's that? (laughs) Then church efforts. Hmm.
4: It continues.
5: It does continue. And then... um, a little more information about silver so going down another
0: cart. Long before the collapse, the reef settlements used a currency commonly known as silver, coins with engram like qualities which could be digitally signed with an individual person's key. Tess Everest, born in the city after, par- after her parents fled the reef, counts among her most prized possessions an old silver coin that belonged to her reef born grandmother. As the silver was cryptographically unique, she was stunned to meet an, an awoken warlock named Fenchurch, who, was, uh, who possessed around his neck a silver coin of his own, signed with the exact same key as Tess's. Like old guardians, Fenchurch has no memories before the first time his ghost resurrected him. But their silver coin's shared origin leads Tess and Fenchurch to suspect that they are related. Fenchurch instantly took to thinking of Tess as a long-lost niece, even assuming her surname, Everest. Tess loves the silver that her new uh, Tess loves the silver that her new partnership with Fenchurch brings, but though she'd never admit it, she secretly values her newfound family even more. There's Aww. there's uh-huh. our uh, confirmation there, it's he's an awoken warlock. So, cool. I think that's interesting. What I'm
2: talking about. So. so that that really shows uh, a little bit of a look into the uh the concept of becoming a guardian. You remember nothing. To the point where, how do you actually get your name? Who named him Fenchurch? And if he took the last name Everest, how do other guardians like Ikora Ray have a last name?
4: Hmm.
1: Saladin Forge.
2: Saladin yeah, Sal- how does Saladin Forge have a last Or though that might just be like. He's like, I just like. I'm just a blacksmith. I'm Saladin Forge. I'm doing the thing. I mean, that's.
1: made an axe.
0: That's the same. Uh, that's the same style i mean it's uh uh fenchurch took his last name because he thought he was related to a person perhaps a guardian chooses his last name does that or surname Mm. that that makes a lot of sense to me
3: yeah yeah i guess there's an option that it's also like a title or some sort of like Mm -hmm. old old clan affiliation Mm -hmm. like sort of how vikings were named
2: i like that how were vikings named
3: well, I guess not, not as directly, but it was more about like you could associate, you knew where they were from and who they were uh, connected with based on their names.
4: Ooh, and oh, it's like the modern,
3: the modern, you know, someone's last name is Peterson. They were son of Peter. They didn't have Mr. Peterson's last name because they were, you know. So there's that oh. where I could explain maybe why there is a last name, not so much that they were born from someone else with it huh maybe never considered that
2: yeah i don't know much of uh scandinavian lore
3: (laughs) yeah that's about as far as mine goes (laughs) take it with a grain of salt
2: okay well uh why don't why don't read the next card eververse
3: all right so this is the card for eververse starts out with a quote from tess Everest, and she says i like your style fenchurch have you ever considered selling any of these no well, I think the people need to see your work, Fen. I really do. Listen, I have an idea. And then uh, the description goes on to read. Tess Everest is always on the lookout for new opportunities. So when she crossed paths with the infamous eccentric artist, designer, explorer, and guardian who became known as Fenchurch Church Everest, Tess knew an opportunity when she saw it. He brings the creative flair roving the planetary wastes, gathering rare antiquities, crafting vibrantly new pieces, sharing new customs and techniques. She handles everything else, from business to marketing to managing the often wayward talent. Test brokers Fenchurch's unique finds and offerings to Guardians of the Tower under the banner of the Eververse Trading Company, dealing exclusively in a rare awoken cryptocurrency called silver. Eververse is the first major merchant in the city that is unapologetically dedicated to style above substance. In a society racked by near constant war, Tess believes beauty for beauty's sake is a revolutionary idea
0: yeah it um I do want to touch on that it's uh a lot of when we were first introduced to guardians uh you know during the way even before the vanilla uh release of destiny, they were described as these Stoic beings that uh, rarely spoke, didn't have much of personalities on their own, and really just um, were com- completely committed to their duty. Um, but after that release, yeah. and as we've gotten further into, you know, releases like Eververse, it, we've our guardian has gotten a lot more chances to uh, express themselves. And even though we don't have a voice actor anymore, I really think that our guardian is growing as a person.
4: If that's mm. fair. Hmm.
5: So, um, obviously then, Tess contacts
2: uh, Fenchurch and tells him to sell things. And we can look back at the postcards to see what he sells. He has sparrow parts, and he has gestures from uh, a race. He has masks to hide yourself, and he has things to eat. So all the consumables, masks, sparrows, emotes. Everything Eververse sells.
0: Makes you wonder where he got the uh, hotline bling emote from.
2: <laughs> he found it on YouTube. <laughs> An old golden age yeah. file. <laughs> he saw Rahul practicing it and he's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this.
0: Oh my god. Now I need to see that in-game.
2: <laughs> Put on a Rahul mask. There
4: you go. <laughs>
0: I mean, can you imagine just Rahul throwing his, uh, that little, uh, that little data pad he's been looking at for three years aside and just suddenly like just doing the, uh, yeah. thriller dance. Where do you also? think
2: Rahul found it? Like he's, he's on, on what do
1: you the think YouTube think he's app. doing on that yeah. day? <laughs> Watching YouTube.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be a great Easter egg.
1: Mm. I do just want to say that I give points to Bungie for trying so hard to incorporate in-game mechanics into the lore.
2: Yeah. yeah they do a great job with that. Almost to um, an annoying uh, point because <clears throat> it will actually hold them back from just re-releasing Vault of Glass and Crota's End as a harder raid to release higher dropped uh, like armor. Because they've disproven it time and time again. It's not going to come back if it doesn't have a reason in the lore to come back. Like, if there's no story uh, reason behind it, it's staying where it is.
3: Yeah, that definitely is, like, a potential issue. But I feel like, with how much there is, I feel like they have proven that they might be capable of doing a little retconning or finding a reason. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I wouldn't put it past them to go... Oh, wait, we said we, we'd have to make this lore. Well, here you go, and just sort of writing yeah. it in there. I think that's what's so impressive about the sheer quantity of lore in this game. Yeah, that it all does match ways. up:, yeah, sorry what: No, just that it does match up with the game and that that nothing is out of place. There might be you know, yeah, minuscule details here and there where you might have to go, well, how does that make sense? But you know, over time, everything gets explained, and that's pretty impressive,
4: mm-hmm.
0: It uh, gives, gives a lot of credit to guys like John Goff, who we've mis- mentioned a couple times on this show. Their, their job is more difficult than we uh, give them credit at times, and I, I'm really impressed <laughs> by the work they do.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, moving on to our uh, last Eververse card here. Yeah, Forrest, why don't you read this one?
1: Um, it's not just about how you fight. It's about how you look, Tess Everest eververse is proud to introduce chroma this golden age lighting technique was recently rediscovered by no other than eververse's chief creative officer fenchurch everest using multi-channel heat sinks to accentuate guardian weapons and armor chroma is a style for the fiercely fearlessly fashionable
3: how many titles has fenchurch been given so far in the... a different
1: one let's every see. time <laughs> let's see
0: one so that's one at the bottom and then he's been called an eccentric artist, designer, and explorer. And then he calls himself altruistic, inspired. <laughs> oh
3: my, oh my God. gosh.
0: Oh, I, I wanna meet him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a list. And I, I think it's I think it's awesome that Fenchurch essentially found LEDs. And now <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: revolutionary. <laughs> like hmm. maybe mm-hmm. for the city. Absolutely mm. for the city. Like you don't
2: already have Christmas lights? That's fine.
0: That's oh, fine. I need to go get those. Thank you for reminding me. I need to order those on Amazon and grab those. Thank you. Christmas lights? Yeah. You, you put them. You up got your like norm, two months.
2: Nice. It's true.
3: You it's not know? even Halloween. Do
4: shipping <laughs> don't. You're don't like
3: do Macy's this. or something. <laughs> got their decorations up three months in advance.
4: <laughs> Everyone
0: put them up in July. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Moving on, we're not, we're not, it is not Christmas time, it is the pilgrimage time. Uh, the Festival of the Lost, which is the main theme of this episode, is all about the people that we lost after the collapse, during the collapse, and a, a, a large chunk of that were the people who were trying to come to the city to safety. So, um, this is the pilgrimage. Uh, first card is the city. From across the ruined earth they came, seeking shelter from the storm. Every wayward soul, unlucky enough to be born outside the city's protecting arms, whispers its truth across the waste. A metropolis, risen from the ashes of the collapse, sheltered by the traveler. It is a promise and a dream, the only refuge from the darkness. The city is a thriving wall ecumen, rich with the languages and traditions, except, uh, except German, uh, Rich with the languages and traditions of every surviving human and neo-human culture. The city's population faces real challenges, inequality, fear, scarcity, and the specter of eternal strife. But the great traditions of the Golden Age live on, and many classes of suffering and injustice have been eradicated
5: forever. Now, neo-human is just what I... Cannot ever not
2: Call out whenever I see it oh Yeah boy. that stood out to me it's
3: like, <clears throat> What is
2: Neo-Human oh, That's a good kid. definition just for you uh... Well not <laughs> Neo-Human in the Destiny universe Because this isn't the first We have an instance of Neo-Human being used In the Golden Age So it can't be a Woken culture Uh, My best, my best uh, Assumption is that it's the humans who moved out to the
0: outer planets that they became something more really so you think Mm. that um sorry moving back a second you think that uh the individuals that moved out beyond it, like they have a different culture and they have like a different uh name for themselves
2: Mm. okay neo-human yeah that's that's my uh
0: assumption personally that makes sense i hadn't really considered that before
1: it's kind of frustrating to speculate about because this is literally the only card in the grimoire that contains the word neohuman.
2: No, actually, uh I keep meaning to bring this up. It's uh Resputin 5 Ishtar's glitched. Really? It won't bring it won't bring it up, but it's Resputin 5 four or 5. Like I, like, like I got a Yell at my husband for that, but
0: as his, he's doing that, just another shameless plug for our friends over at www.ishjar-collective.net. Uh, fabulous resource. Oh, for... it's because
1: it has a backslash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's, it's uh-huh. Ghost Fragment respite in Five. I will tell Baxter um, okay. to let him know. Anyway, ishtar-collective.net. You tell him yourself.
2: I do all the time, I know. but I need you to do it too. I need to get it from <laughs> um, both angles.
1: I'm not doing your dirty work. Fine. Um, anyway, Ghost Fragment <laughs> Rasputin 5. <laughs> oh, okay. Says um, if available ISR and War Watch indicates imminent departure, then departure compromises human slash neo human survival and epoch strategy.
2: Beta's going to yell at you for talking about Rasputin without him here. <laughs> you're you're new, so him. you don't know that.
4: <laughs>
2: well,
3: uh, let's keep anyway, moving. <laughs> so neo <near> humans. <laughs> who, who, who wants the next card?
0: Why don't we have Bones read the Dark Age?
3: The Dark Age. Okay. With a voice. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> but, this was a, sh- a, short spooky, one. Voice. a, spooky, a spooky voice. Spooky voice. All right. <laughs> the Golden Age burned bright, and the night that overtook us after the collapse was swift and total. The tally of suffering may be beyond comprehension, but the city lifted itself from the ash, gathering survivors. Guardians rose to challenge alien hordes. The Dark Age swallowed so much of our history, but hope never died. Brilliant. I don't know if that was that spooky that was or a smoker, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's the same thing. <laughs>
2: Smokers are pretty spooky. Yeah, mm-hmm. very
4: scary. <laughs> I take sense for that. They're too cool for
2: school, and they spook the hell
0: out of me. Goodness (laughs) gracious. I'm done.
1: I'm here. here. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Moving on. uh, Obviously, the Dark Age is another uh, period of the city where we lost many, many, Mm -hmm. many individuals, and... Well, because of that spoopy darkness, <laughs> but um, uh, we have a couple of uh, a couple of Crucible map uh, cards here that give a little more information about uh, the suffering that was seen the during the uh, during the Dark Ages and the collapse itself. Um, so this is the. Um, this is the card for the PlayStation, formerly PlayStation exclusive map, Exodus Blue. The quote reads, In the shadows of all that we were, we fight for all we can be. Arena designation, Exodus Blue. Location, Cosmodrome, Earth. Grimly referred to as the Graveyard, Exodus Blue is only recently secured for crucible combat. Located among the ruins of one of the Cosmodrome's colony ship gantries, this site is a memorial to the grief and horror of the collapse. Thousands died here in a last-ditch effort to outrun the oncoming darkness, but it is also a sign of hope Once the Cosmodrome is secure the great colony ships may fly again And this location was chosen specifically to send a message to the fallen house of devils You may be picking at the bones of our history, but we are still here and we are still strong. I Love that card Mm. Mm -hmm. So this I, I do want to. We were throwing this out the other day, where uh, we were trying to figure out what the name of Exodus Red and Exodus Blue is, uh, just because of the way this card is written. I, I thought that Exodus Blue might be the name of uh, like the ship that would uh, we combat under in this one. That was why I brought mm. that up the last time around when we discussed the Exodus project.
5: I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I want to keep that in mind. So, uh. The next card is the Rusted Lands.
3: Oh, can I do this one? This is my favorite map. <laughs> if, tha- if, that's, if that's what... Yeah, you're the guest, man. Go for it. <laughs> okay. I have loved this map since. Uh, the beta. I don't know if it was in the alpha. Yeah, I think just the beta. Just the beta. Which is so good. Okay.
2: Damn alpha elitist. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the scars of our collapse mark the land. Reminders that all is fragile in this face of time. Area Designation. The Rusted Lands. Location. Eastern Flood Zone. Earth. The Hive Never Leaves the Moon. This is dogma, a way to soothe frightened children and reassure wary guardians. Not so long ago, a wandering hunter and her fire team stumbled onto a feral community in the Eastern Flood Zone. The gaunt survivors huddled in these bombed-out ruins spoke of a terrible presence and begged for protection. No self-respecting guardian could refuse. As night fell, the guardians found themselves the hunted, stalked through the ruins by shapes of bone and shadow. The discovery of a hive cedar made the truth plain. Mankind's ancient enemy had come to earth. The final confrontation came in the shadow of the cedar, as a hive wizard and her knights rose to challenge the guardians. Only one guardian returned to the city, her knife painted in black ash, a trail of grateful survivors in tow. Now, in the chilling shadows of the hive's pods, guardians hone their skills in hopes that they may one day live up to the heroes of the rusted lands. More. Awesome card, awesome map.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, more important place than I realized at first. Before when I, you know, first played this on this map, which bones if it's your favorite map, that's 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 awesome. Because this 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 card's one of my other favorites uh, from the year one stuff. It's it's a very um, very powerful story against you know about uh, surviving the hive and just the power of the guardians. Mm.
3: Yeah, and, and I love the I love the concept of being aware of the hive, but considering them of the moon and this sort of terror of realizing, well, actually they're on Earth and they're actually very close. Very close so to speak yeah. and like. Yeah, you know, I feel like we start the game sort of assuming, yeah, oh, there's Hive here. That's pretty standard, but at one point, it was probably the most terrifying discovery to go. Uh, this entire race has now moved to our planet. That's pretty interesting.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's
5: concerning, needless to say.
3: Yeah.
4: Well.
5: uh... Forrest, why don't, why don't you read the uh, the next, what is it, four? One, two,
2: three, four. The next four, uh, those are all from the Chaperone quest, talking about uh, Amanda.
1: Okay. Buckshot Bruiser. This Tex Mechanica contest is rough, but I promise you the prize is worth it. I based the design on a shotgun my mama had when we were refugees in the road to the city. We called it the Chaperone. We were... Some of the last refugees to make it to the city. Yeah, yeah, I've heard all the jokes. Know what? We did get lost. Many times. It wasn't all that funny at the time. My mama's shotgun, the chaperone, was the only reason I made it here. The contest prize isn't an exact replica of the original chaperone, of course. It'll be much more powerful, packed with the top-notch Tex Mechanica engineering. But I did its visual design, and it replicated my mama's old shotgun down to the tiniest piece of tracery. My mother didn't make it to the city. Neither did the chaperone. We buried them together on the side of the road. I hope whoever wins this weapon I designed with Tex Mechanica lives up to her heroism.
2: Is that a, is that a gun you like to use, Bones?
3: Uh, you know, I used it back in the day. I think it got a little nerf. And mm-hmm. it was. it's always just sort of been a very niche weapon. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I love that some people enjoy it. I never felt like... I don't feel like it fits into the uh higher higher level of shotgun usage, which is like a dance to me. I think like the jumping and sliding and throwing someone off in in shotgun duels is one of my favorite parts of the game, and that mm-hmm. makes it just really hard to do uh any of those sort of things, definitely a cool weapon and like i mean few guns stand up to the sound effect of the the whip when you take it out, yeah <laughs> and uh. You know, the last word in the chaperone being from Tex Mechanica, there's a reason. Those are just so, so cool. So I hope we see more from that, uh, that little company.
2: And we got three so far, we can only hope, right? Yep.
1: <laughs> Unless uh, Shax so, killed them all.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a possibility.
1: Dang it,
3: Shax. Dang, dang it, Shax.
2: I wanted, I wanted more whippy weapons. <laughs> All right. Hey, so uh, oh, I'm such a child. Uh, the pilgrims' cr- pilgrims' cloak. How many fell on the road to the city? How few made the last leg of the journey with a ghost over their shoulders? And then, uh, just since it's a short one, mark of the gatekeepers. The Pilgrim Guard was the first Titan Order formed to protect refugees entering the fledging last city. And uh, so, the Pilgrim Guard was actually, um, w- um, rather, Vel Tarlow was a member of the Pilgrim Guard, and uh, this guard, or this this item, the Dusk Render Type 0. As a part of the Pilgrim Guard, Tarlo guided many refugees to safety behind the city's walls.
0: So, Vel Tarlow is uh, the titan who... Underestimated thrall
2: underestimated uh, the Cool's thrall
0: specifically.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, yeah. that's right. Yeah. He's a uh, he's a dark below titan.
0: Yep. Mm. He, he was dead. one of the uh Crota's 6 as I like to call them.
2: The Crota's 6. That's that sounds like an awesome like not actually awesome but like ironically oh. awesome band. <laughs> like you wouldn't actually like them but you'd pretend to
0: because, Just because that's how I you mean, are. Yeah. I- Wait, are you, is that a hit on my character? What? No? That's not? Okay. We're cool then. Eh, We're good. We'll figure it out.
2: <sighs> and uh, so then the last two of this section, the Takonomi Ranger 1.1. Armed with sniper rifles, Takonomi's Rangers gave cover to countless city-bound refugees, Chiyoko Mei, and the Ian, Takonomi's Cloak. Ayan Takonomi was no guardian. But the city still remembers how she and her
5: rangers secured the refugee roads. Cool. Now It'll, that uh that ends the
2: pilgrimage. And now we're on to the main topic, the festival of the lost. Everyone's hating it this year. <laughs> it's for uh no
4: reason.
2: Yeah. I'm but sorry. There's some lore. The lore is cool. lore's cool. The lore is
0: always cool, let's be honest. The,
2: yeah, the lore the lore was free. I wonder if there's a us. correlation.
0: <laughs> uh, Alright, well, we'll give um, the Festival of the Lost card, which a lot of us unlocked last year, or if this is your first festival, you'll unlock this year. Uh, it just gives a basic basic description of it, and a little little conversation between Ava uh, Levante and Ikora Ray. So the, it starts off with an Ava Levante quote. These are the traditions of the City Guardian. We share them with you, so you might better understand those whom you protect. And then this is, again, a conversation between Eva, Eva, and Ikora. To live is to experience loss, Eva said. My husband and child are dead. My friends, my neighbors, the children I watched over on our road to the city, all gone now. The festival celebrates their lives with both joy and sorrow. A fine tradition for the city, Ikora Ray replied. What meaning does it hold for the guardians? A bit of light in a dark time, that is enough. We have a great, We have greater concerns, and this is no time for games. All guardians were once lost, said Ava. We honor your spirits as well.
2: Now, that, that beginning really just makes me think of uh, Saladin again. My husband and child are dead. My friends, my neighbors, the children I watched over. Like, God, shut up. Get over <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> uh, did you say that last week, too? You're, you're, you're a bad person, Anon. That's... I'm, that- they just need
2: to move on. He lost a like,
0: hundred and fifty to like two hundred friends in one day. Like how would you go through that? Even I'm just s- saying
2: I'm I'm getting a little he sick of everybody.
5: Ow. Ooh. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: God. I'm just I'm just getting <laughs> sick of everybody complaining about what they've lost. So I'm not even going to read this next card. Someone else can read it because I don't –
0: I I can't. Well, wait. Uh, I I, want to do this like – how about – so Chimera, you could be Eris, and then Bones, you could be Cade. Does does that work for you? (laughs) Okay.
4: Yeah.
1: I cannot do an Eris impression. (laughs) I I
3: probably can't do a Nathan Fillion impression either. (laughs) No one can That's okay. I don't think anyone can. (laughs) Right.
2: Nathan Fillion does a great Nathan Fillion. He <laughs> does. True. Like it was top
0: notch. It had me fooled.
4: <laughs>
0: God. Moving on. So this this card is titled "Festival of the Lost." Underwatch.
3: Eris, oh Eris. Do you have my ship for me, Cade?
1: No, but. Then go away. No happy festival of the lost for me, Eris. Happy. Count what I've lost, my companions, Ariana, Sai, Omar, Val, Tarlow, Toland, my eyes, my ghost, my ship. And who was it who lost my ship?
3: Speaking of which, Caddy's confiscated a smuggled shipment just in time for the festival. A sweet treat. Well, a treat at least. Some people even like it. First person I thought of was you, since, well, I owe you.
1: Be gone. You'll like it. I will not like it.
3: It's perfect for
1: you. Don't come back until you have my ship.
2: <laughs> I, I do really like that card. It was all the better having you to read it. That just brought it to life. So thank you for that. They
3: just have like the best, the best interactions.
2: So, uh, everyone who's rocking super black should know what Cade tried to give the heiress. Anyone?
0: Celery. No,
2: no. Un chocolate. <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. the there darkest, deepest chocolate. I, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah,
2: and uh, uh, purple. You, you noticed something about that card that you didn't like. What was that?
1: The unchocolate.
2: No, about this card.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. So there's a comma after Vel. Um, Vel oh, Tarlo is is one person. Um, unless mm. it's not, but I think it's just a typo. <laughs> it is. It's a good catch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she um,
0: would notice that.
1: Yeah, she thanks. she, <laughs> she lists. She would um, talk in
2: the third person as well.
1: Um, I, I just think it's interesting because they they list she Eris lists these people obviously by shorthand versions of their names. She doesn't say their whole names as you would with friends, very close friends, um, except for Val Tarlo. But then there's a comma, so I think whoever oh. wrote this card just forgot. <laughs> huh, and, that's uh, interesting. Though. They should check out this website called Ishtar Dash Oh my God! <laughs> Not again. So
0: uh, sorry. Five seconds. The next,
2: the next card to stay on topic. Uh, if you had your raisins from last year, you got this card before anyone else could. Ascendant raisins. Long ago, a legend foretold the ascension of the raisins. Find the three-eyed one. It said. Disperse among the bearers of light, and wait. If you are worthy, if you are patient, if you are not lost or thrown away, you will ascend. And the raisins waited quietly. Now they rise.
1: That's my favorite Grimoire card. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: See, I, I, was, I did throw them in my vault, and I got them back out, and I... After after they announced that every single item from, like, last year, besides, like, certain legendary masks were going to be deleted, and then, uh, except for, except for the raisins, I'm just like, what are they going to do with them? And they finally came out with it, and I was not as disappointed as I thought I was going to be. Because the super black shader is actually pretty nice, I'll be honest.
3: Yeah, it is, uh, I remember looking at that one in the, pretty super, uh in the files for a very, very, very long time, thinking, that'll be cool. And then it just sort of never showed up.
2: <laughs> now, I'm actually a little bit upset that they gave it to the game, because back when I used to be on the Bungie forums, that was my favorite troll piece ever. I would always <laughs> tell people, I have the Super Black Shader, but my inventory was full, so it's in my Postmaster. And they're like, then equip it. I-, I can't. It's in my Postmaster. Just use the app. It's in my Postmaster. I can't pull it from my Postmaster. Like, you have to give me time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course
2: God. People will get so raged so fast The second <laughs> you say you had super black
0: <laughs> You're a bad person
2: I'm a terrific person Thank you very much Uh-huh. Now I rise Okay uh, but
1: I have a serious question about the raisins Because last raisins. year we got raisins mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. this year we got celery
5: mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
1: So next year are we going to get peanut butter So we can make ants on a log
0: <laughs> Oh my goodness I didn't even consider that.
3: Spin foil hats.
0: Spin foil hats. Will we get ants on a log next year? I don't even care
2: about next year. I'm just going to go get some peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Why wait? Right? I'm just going to slather it on my screen. I'm going to make this happen now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now okay. We'll,
2: who, who wants uh, to read some masks? <laughs> I'll read some masks. I haven't spoken
0: to a some little masks. Bit. So these are these are the masks from twenty fifteen. Some of these have uh, some of these have been included in this um, in this release, but some of them just came with the last one. So I guess I'll just go through all of these. They're pretty short. Um, mm. So the um, I'll just read the like the Atheon mask and then I'll just read the um, the quote. Um, most of these are from FenChurch. Atheon mask. It's about time, Fenchurch Everest.
4: But,
2: um, ch-
0: Skull mask. Can you do
2: that every time? Because
0: you're going to be doing do it. it a
2: lot. Please you do it. started <laughs> it. You got to finish Please it now. Do
0: it, <laughs> Skull mask. You have risen from eternal night to haunt the dreams of your enemies. Brumps. Chrono mask. Don this monster's face to hide the monsters lurking behind your own.
2: That's just hit too deep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one's like serious. <laughs>
2: I was like, Al, how did you see into my
0: soul? (laughs) Fenchurch is a good, 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 uh, character, I guess. Next is, uh, the Cryptarch Mask, Rahul. I, I I myself, uh, sorry, I forgot, I forgot I need to do my Fenchurch voice. I myself frequently don the guise of my old friend Rahul in order to enter the tower unremarked. Fenchurch. Not really funny. But I'm... Eris Mask. So this is Eris Morn. There's something very disturbing about this mask.
2: Oh my god, wait. Wait. Did, didn't the trailer have her say and people say I'm disturbing? Yes. Yes. Did. Oh, that's so good.
0: <laughs> I do like
2: okay, that. Okay, continue. <laughs> that's just so good, though.
0: And uh, so this one's the exotic engram. <laughs> already reading this. This is uh, Tess saying this. Tess Everest. That's an exotic look, Guardian.
4: But I'm <laughs> nice.
0: This is the legendary Engram. Yes, it's true. The legendary Engram was named after me.
2: His middle name was actually Engram. It's, it's really weird. Is that? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh. Hashtag legit lore.
0: For. <laughs> now this is the rare engram mask To be a guardian is to be part of A rarefied company Of heroes But I'll do Oof. it for you then <laughs> And uh, uncommon engram I
2: should have spaced these out This is painful
0: <laughs> I know this is a, a test of endurance <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uncommon engram mask I see that you and I have common interests, Guardian. <laughs>
1: okay, so let's not. Oh, wow. re- if you want to read the rest of them, you can go on ishar-collective.net. <laughs> now we're going to move on. Oh, come on. No, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you read them come for another on. 30 minutes. Chimera. No.
4: Come okay let's on. let's move Don't on make to me the pull out my mom voice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, let's move
2: on to the items from 2015 then because we do actually have to uh get moving a little bit
5: oh we're doing fine on time yeah
2: well it's good to be moving <laughs> so uh items from 2015 the boo emote so scary boo. chocolate strange coins dark deliciousness that do- dissolves into gliver glimmer as you defeat Cabal, tales are told of a guardian who offered these delicacies to an agent of the nine. It ended poorly. Empty candy satchel, flat, sad, and empty. Fill it with sweets by defeating enemies and earning crucible kills while wearing a mask during the Festival of the Loss. Take it back to Eva Levante to collect her reward.
5: Which is Jackalites this year? That's it. light of shadows um
2: so then we got fruit moats these chewy treats generate glimmer while as you fight fallen don't eat them all at once it's gonna skip a few monster dance shake it like a supernatural <laughs> okay then <laughs> rotten candy stale and useless um, tiny box of raisins which are now ascendant raisins what why <laughs> so good We know yeah. why now <laughs> Ascendant Raisins Glowing, Bubbling, Boiling And then uh, Zombie Dance
5: Kick it in your crypt So quests yeah. from 2015 include Anybody?
2: Go through these
3: Ah, uh, Yes, the old quests
2: The old quests
3: we had a lethal masquerade, earn crucible kills while wearing a mask, which is similar to a lot of these. You know, match up with the current year. Wouldn't be the festival Festival of the Lost if we didn't lose a few more along the way. Ava Levante, a little dark Morbid. there, Ava. She's <laughs> got <all> ulterior <laughs> <player laughs> <like>, motives. <laughs> I can wait. I might. I might actually be able to do an Ava Levante impression. Ooh. Okay. Wow, mask task. Complete public events, collect engrams, and fall off the tower while wearing masks. Those lost to us are remembered fondly. We celebrate their lives by having a little fun. <laughs> I gotta get the, she has an accent, and, I, and the accent is the hard part. That sounds like uh, an evil Ava evil Levant, evil Levante. <laughs> yeah, the next Ava quote. You were not the only one to walk. <laughs> you were not the only one walking the tower tonight, Guardian. The spirits of the lost are here as well. Needs more. Needs more. uh, What is she? Russian? Nah, she's not Russian. She's got a. She's always standing still. A European. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) You're worse than a mask description. (laughs) I'm gonna. I'll
2: I'll tell my boss that tomorrow.
5: (laughs) <laughs> why, are, why are you like this?
4: <laughs>
3: uh, oh, continuing on. A few us. more quotes. Uh, team effort to complete a heroic strike and kill a Court of Oryx member summoned by a stolen rune while masked. Oh yeah, remember this Court of Oryx? I did that
2: yesterday. It was fun.
3: Whoa. Guardians of old protected the city from the horrors of the darkness. Honor their sacrifice by defeating what endangers us now. And then we have touring the tower. Visit people in the tower and collect festival of the lost candy. Remember those who are lost to us, Guardian. There is always a touch of sweetness in sorrow. That's cute.
5: Hmm. Oh boy, more masks. More masks. Purple. These are for you.
1: Axis. <laughs> for when you want to pop out of a wall. <laughs> Firewolf. You're on fire, young wolf. No, I mean it. Don't, don't stand too close to the temple fires. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost. You look particularly dashing today. New haircut? Lost Prince. Gone, but not forgotten.
5: Right now, uh... Yeah, So <laughs>
2: I, I just wanted to point this out I commented on it The fact that Petra Venge says Gone but not forgot, forgotten about a, a Prince Uldren mask Implies that at this point in time Petra is unaware that Aldrin survived And Aldrin was last heard of on Mars In contact with his crows
0: So what hmm. is he doing? Didn't get any cards from him or the Queen in this release That did surprise me
2: I'm not too surprised. It's not about them.
0: I know, but I mean, we They're had... They're
1: playing dead, dude. Yeah. I'm Like, literally,
2: this proves that they literally are. Like, this is in the time. Aldrin has not came back and said, Hey, I'm alive. Like, give me my crows back. He's, he's doing something on his own. But uh, please continue, Purple. You're doing a good job.
1: Revenant, for all things, there must be a time for rest. Ugh. Saladin. No, I'm sure he'll like it. Really? (laughs) Siva. He He did not. He didn't. Siva. Replicate, enhance, consume candy. Nice. Only I could do that. I find myself unexpectedly fond of them. They sing me to sleep most nights.
5: Poor Tyra. Uh, I think she's serious. I'm just saying. Really? I kind
2: of took
0: that as like the most nights part kind of made me take that uh, sarcastically.
5: Ah. See, I'm just just too trusting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) All right, Anand, do you want to tell us the story of the pumpkin patch? How about I go
2: through um, these items really quick, and then I will tell you. So uh, the first item is Bad Dream. It's a consumable that will give you a little blight with wings head. And uh, it's text is, I can tell you the story of Oryx and the Pumpkin Patch. And we actually have that story. But that will be uh, saved for a moment. Chromatic Jackalite, your nightmares come in many colors. Crawl of creeps, your manners are silken. Your mind wrapped around eggs of ideas. Ugh. (laughs) Sleepless gaze. Stand, staring contests are yours to win. Stroke of midnight. You break it, you pie it. Has anyone gotten this one? Cause if it's not you jumping out of a slice of pumpkin pie, I'm gonna be
5: very upset. I have not.
3: I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I
2: don't I don't I don't have it. And I, I wanna know. Wim of Rahul. Easy come, <laughs> easy go. Howl, you moat. Let it all out, young wolf. Terrify float and spin almost said sit and spin Deviled ghost for ghosts who taste better with a sprinkle of paprika and the s 30 where's ghost ghost whatever s 35 jealousy it's what they feel when they see you (laughs) oh um. then the quest for this year is find another audience tough crowd ghost and triumphant return they won't forget that face in a hurry ghost And uh, that will conclude the lore of the Festival of the Lost. And now, starting off with the Oryx and the Pumpkin Patch, we will tell some spooky Destiny stories. Uh, Some of these were sent in by... Oh, God. Uh, uh, Friends, fans of the podcast, and I wrote a few myself. Oh, God. And uh, so
3: here is the first one. I'm excited to hear this Pumpkin Patch story.
2: That's a good one. Oryx and the Pumpkin Patch (coughs) Sorry. With Autumn in full swing, the the Hive Gang prepares for Halloween. The show begins with Oryx and Savathun going out to the local pumpkin patch to find a pumpkin. Savathun selects the largest one they could find, and poor Oryx has to be the one getting it back to the house. Only to be very distraught when it turns out that Savathun is going to gut it to become a chromatic jackalite. Sorry, yawned. <laughs> After opening credits, Zivu Arath ends up helping Crota a bit while he's out raking the, up a pile of leaves, only to have Oryx jump into it with a large lollipop. Then Savathun entices Crota to try to kick the football with the usual results. Savathun uh, holds to cook the football, and Crota runs up trying to kick it, and then Savathun pulls it away, and Crota does like a little backflip type thing and lands on his back and gets hurt. It's hilarious. (laughs) And uh, so, to the actual story, though. Meanwhile, Oryx writes his annual letter to the Great Pumpkin. Despite Crota's disbelief, Zivu's laughter, Irhalak's assurance that the Great Pumpkin is fake, and even his own sister, Savathun, who is watching TV and reading a TV guide with her picture on it, making a violent threat to make her brother stop. Only Iranuke, Crota's younger sister, who is smitten with Oryx, supports him. When Oryx goes out to the mail the letter but cannot reach the mailbox, Sabatun refuses to help him, so he uses his blanket to open the box and throws the letter in. On the Festival of the Lost Night, the gang, including Aranuk, goes trick or treating, each with their own costume. Most dress as ghosts with the simple white sheet costumes. Crota botches his costume with errant scissor work, and Golrot's trademark dust cloud makes him easy to identify while Savathun opts to dress as a witch as she perceives it as the opposite of what, she, what her real personality is. On the way, they stop at the pumpkin patch to ridicule Oryx for mis- missing the festivities, just as he did last year. Undeterred, Oryx is convinced that the Great Pumpkin will come, and tries to convince Irhalak to join him. Irhalak, against her better judgment but acting almost entirely out of on her infatuation, with Oryx agrees to skip trick-or-treating to be with her sweet baboo. During trick-or-treating, the kids receive various goodies, except for Crota, who gets nothing but rocks. <laughs> After going back to the pumpkin patch to tease Oryx and earhillock, the gang goes to Earyute's Halloween party. Neither Sabathun nor Crota can believe that the latter got invited to the party by the notoriously snobby Earyute. Crota breaks out into a happy dance upon receiving the invitation as Savathun assumes it was a mistake. Meanwhile, Zivu wearing her World War I flying ace costume climbs aboard her doghouse, imagining it to be a Sopwith Camel fighter plane to fight with the Red Baron. After a fierce but losing battle, Zivu makes her way across the countryside to briefly crash a Halloween party where she is entertained by Schrodinger's playing of the World War I tunes on his piano. And then goes to the pumpkin patch. When Oryx sees a shadowy figure rising from the moonlit patch, he assumes it's the great pumpkin that has arrived, and faints. When Irhalak sees that it's only Zivu, she furiously yells at Oryx for making her miss out on, hol- on the Festival of the Lost Festivities, as Crota and the others come to get her. As they leave Oryx, still convinced that the Great Pumpkin will materialize, promises to put in a good word for them if he comes, and and an off-the-cuff remark that he fears because of the uncertainty will scare the Great Pumpkin away. At 4 o'clock the next morning, November 1st, Savathun realizes that Oryx is not in bed. She finds her brother asleep in the pumpkin patch, shivering. She brings him home, takes off his shoes, and puts him in bed. Later, Crota and Oryx are leaning against the wall, commiserating about the previous night's disappointments. Crota attempts to console his friend, admitting that he himself has done stupid things in his life also. This only infuriates Oryx, who sets off on an angry rant vowing that the Great Pumpkin will come to the Pumpkin Patch next year. As Crota listens with an annoyed look on his face, the credits roll. (laughs) God.
0: That might be the most cheesy thing I have ever heard in my <laughs> life. It's
2: a good story, right?
0: It is basically. You believe all real- that
2: is actual lore, like <laughs> <laughs> like real stuff, yeah, right there? I, I Crazy! I cannot
0: believe you took the synopsis for Charlie Brown. <laughs> And the Great Pumpkin And replace the names With characters from Destiny lore <laughs> I'm done uh, I thought you knew me <laughs> I do now I loved it You loved it?
2: Yeah,
4: it was
0: great That's Damn. all
2: that matters <laughs> It was hard to read Because it was in a comment So it was like Three words And I had a drop a line And I kept getting confused <laughs> Uh
4: huh
2: uh, now, I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna ask her, because I really want to hear it. Uh, I wrote a story that I called uh, uh, Captured uh,
5: Purple. Would, would you mind reading that one next? Uh, she's away right now. Oh, she's away? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Oh, that's important.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: We, uh, aside from teeth...
2: Uh, Take any story you want, guys. Aside from Teeth and Captured. Alright.
0: Uh, gotta read through all of these. Well, we actually got more submissions than I thought we would. Uh,
2: well, I mean,
3: I wrote three.
0: Oh, uh,
3: well. <laughs> I can do the one after that. A story by Toby? Sure.
5: Awesome. Go for it.
3: Alright, here we go. A story by Toby. Zavala's not really one for stories. Spin him some heroic tale about a guardian in the field, charging headstrong into a sea of fallen captains, and he'll lap it up like a purring cat. But he's really not the thinking kind. He doesn't understand that the true power of storytelling is in the understanding. Hidden meanings and all that crap. Ikora appreciates the detail, but she'll give you 77 reasons why your own understanding of the text isn't precise, and why the true meaning is something else entirely. I swear, you can't teach a warlock anything. Me, I prefer something that's open-ended. Something that gives you the space to explore and to draw your own conclusions. Something that has you thinking for hours, your brain refusing to accept the fact that it's just a piece of writing and that there's nothing more to it than that. But sometimes, there is. Occasionally, I have this dream. It's a bit of a cliché by now. The one with the stone tower. I'm sure you've heard it before. In the dream, I see faces. Sometimes, they're familiar Sometimes I don't recognize them at all, but every so often there's a face that troubles me. Let me ask you something. Have you ever looked at someone so intently and so deeply that for a brief moment you see them differently? You're standing there looking at a face you see every day and yet somehow you can scarcely identify whose face it is. For a fraction of a second, That person they are is completely removed from your mind, and all you see is the unfamiliar face of someone you think you know, cold and dead and devoid of characteristics. Not exactly pleasant, but that's the way it is. I've heard plenty of attempts to explain the phenomenon. People we knew before the collapse, before we began, before we were memory unattainable. But I don't buy it. I always felt like there must be more to it. How can a story be complete when we know so much is unknown? Sometimes I feel like even my memories aren't my own, like everything is handcrafted to give meaning and clarity, but the pieces are shattered and lost to time. Each fragment of myself is just another question in a storm of endless mystery. The person I once was, everything I used to be, it's like somewhere in my past, a bomb was detonated, and now all I have left is a blood-stained shrapnel. Yet somehow I'm expected to pick up the pieces and make something of it. If I was truly created for the purpose of war, then I will fight to discover the truth, so that I may no longer remain a ghost of the person I was. But then, this is just a piece of writing, and there is nothing more to it than that.
2: I like that story.
3: Yeah, it snaps.
2: <coughs>
3: <laughs> I'll pretend to know what that means. I'm uh. hip. It's like a poetry thing, where instead of clapping, you snap for people. Yep. Oh my god. It's like, it's like it's like way more artsy and way more like, you know, yeah. understanding and appreciative rather mm-hmm. than just straight applause.
2: And it's like this, like the uh, the epitome of
5: uh, pretentiousness.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, little a little bit. bit.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I guess while uh,
0: while Camara's still away, I'll go ahead and read a story another story by a friend of the show, Jared, who was one of our guest hosts from a couple weeks ago. Um. Yeah, Jared. That Jared. Um So this one is just titled A Story by Jared. It's quiet up here. The volcanic ash sets the stage for both mysticism and a deep, calming chaos. How long have I been waiting here? Waiting for it for her. I wait for my visions to find truths. I wait for my destiny to be given purpose. The dragons have the key, so I sit and I wait for her. It is nighttime, then. The blue becomes the prominent light source throughout the canyon. I've scaled the volcano numerous times out of boredom. Each time I go down, the polygonal platforms adjust spherically. Each time I go up, the mountain grows shorter. There's something stalking me, messing with my mind. By the time the voices become unbearable, I feel like my head is going to implode. I eat a shotgun shell, trying to silence them. It doesn't work. In the moments before my revival, the voices become words, and the words are screaming at me. You dare search for answers to dangerous questions? You dare defile the light with your intrigue? My ghost revives me, and I hear screams. Screams so loud they pierce the sky with a violent fear. They rip apart time and space, and I feel my light tremble. It takes me almost a minute for me to realize those screams are my own. I stare, back at the, I stare at the back of my hands as they lay, palms against the now molten surface of the volcano's blue ring of fire. I steady my breathing as the volumes in my head turns to a screeching, single tone. My breathing stops completely. Out of the flames emerges the largest creature I have ever seen. My ghost is nowhere to be found. I feel fear as the dragon comes closer, liquid rock dripping from its scales. You seek treasure which has not yet been has not been earned. You seek thus to bear open the realm of that you cannot understand. You seek realignment for the universe which is written in water.
5: You have questions, O pilgrim mine. Just one. Spooky. Spooky. Whoa. What do you? That's. uh, That's a good one. I do that.
3: Another good one. Snaps.
0: I can't snap, but I'll try my best.
3: Okay, well,
2: since uh, since Purple's not back, I guess I'll uh, I'll read the one that I intended for me to read in the first place. Uh, people who have listened in the past uh, might remember uh, one of my biggest my biggest phobias is uh, teeth, uh, and this story is actually an ad- uh, adaptation of a short uh, that I've written a while ago, but I've adjusted it to uh, feature. Instead of a hunter, a, a warlock, and there's a few other uh, slight differences. I made it a bit of a different story. <clears throat> it seemed like any other ordinary day, aside from the pain in his abdomen that feels like a small flame is being held to him. He was a young guardian, barely knew enough to mind his betters, and couldn't tell that there was something in the air. The whole tower was restless, people in a rush, and, a quick, and quick to snap back at each other. Kay joked less and was more cynical, not just betting on people to die, but wishing it. Ikora was very threatening to anyone who seemed to disrespect her, and Zavala held himself in such a way not even the brawniest titan would approach him. The warlock didn't notice the snide remarks from Shax, nor the aggression towards Rahul. In fact, no one acted as if anything was different. A more competent guardian, one wary of the world they lived in would have realized, and maybe even worry, that something was being transmitted between the people here. It wasn't long ago that the owl sector quarantined the city after all, but no, the warlock did did not notice any of it. He just went about his business. A proud member of the new monarchy, he gazes over the railing to watch the city below. He believes firmly in the tenets of the new monarchy as, as only a fledging guardian could and thought he would prove to be one of impeccable character and time. So when he looked, he looked with a sense of ownership. This city, this was to be his city one day soon. He was sure of it. He looked down below and was surprised at the sight. The city glowed. Looking up, he saw it was nighttime How long had he been standing there, he wondered to himself, confident it was midday, only seconds ago. But he lowered his gaze again. His concern of losing time quickly washed away as he realizes the city is burning down to the ground. Everything comes to him immediately. The smell of smoke, the sound of screams and the fire, and a a closer sound, a sound coming from right behind him. Whipping around, he sees the state of the tower. The banners that line the stairs are downed, torn, burning, or some combination of the three. Eververse has blood on the counter, trailing to the north tower as if something, someone, was dragged lifeless there. The vaults are a pile of rubble. The curtain that blocks off the special event area burned away. Charred remains can be seen blowing in the smoky wind. Rahul is nowhere to be seen, instead a guardian crouched low where he stood in the dark purple puddle. A loud crunching noise comes from him. He's eating something. The heavy armor shows it's a Titan. As the Warlock gets close, the Titan stops crunching and turns its head. A blue hand and a bloody wrist sits in his mouth. The Warlock turns, running for the Vanguard. Surely they could help, but as he approaches the stairs, Zavala and Ikora are already coming up, their mouths distorted, filled with oversized teeth, a low moan coming from their throats. Panicking, he just continues on his way, looping around towards the North Tower. tower. <clears throat> the trail of blood erased from his mind. The pain in his stomach has gone from a small flame to a hot knife turning. The sounds of the two vanguard were close behind him as he ran, thinking the executor must know what's going on. Must have a plan. The new monarchy always has a plan. Skidding in the puddle at the base of the stairs of the North Tower, he remembers the trail of blood. It's mixed in with the water that's always collected there and he sees the hunched figure of the Executor crouched over Tess Everest. He's lost all hope. His last option, the fool in charge, the speaker. He ran to the observatory and quickly saw that the speaker wasn't there. But more importantly, across the room in the skyline, something was missing. The Traveler. The warlock glides across the railing, not being able to comprehend what's going on. Everyone's gone rabid and have these huge teeth. And now even the Traveler has fled. He doubles over in in pain as in his stomach is too much to handle, and new noises rise. He looks up, and from the city, a giant serpentine creature looms. It opens its jaw wide, wider, wider still. The smell of sulfur fills the observatory. Its mouth has rows upon rows of teeth. Those long, sharp, awful teeth. The warlock looks around. The pain in his abdomen is gone. The smells, the sounds. Everything is gone, even his sight, but that's not entirely true. He's just in a dark room. His room. He was in his room, startled awake from a very realistic dream. He sighed a deep breath of relief. All that, those teeth, had just been a dream. He was in his bed, in his room, with a familiar beam of moonlight peeking in from a crack in his window. He followed the moonlight with his eyes as they fell on his robes. And something pulled the warlock to stand up and look at them. Something inside him made him need to know what the beam fell on. It was the buckle. He'd felt it cold in his hands. These were new robes. He'd just gotten them from Zur, But the buckle was damaged. He turned on the lights to inspect it more closely, and on the back of the buckle were seven words carved into it. You will dream of
5: teeth and nothing else. Whoa.
3: Uh-oh. Snaps. Void Fang. Te- teeth freak me the fuck out. So like that, that was great. That- I like the I like the incorporation of that of that line.
0: Yeah, that's why you were so focused on the uh, uh, remnants last week, huh? Hmm? That's why you were so focused on the remnants, the uh, uh, remnant of Fellwinter, Yolder, and uh, Gellian.
4: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Did, didn't you mention that you like you saw one of the uh, the remnants of the Iron Lords, like the the final bosses of uh, the story that you saw their teeth?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That like um um that always freaks me out. But uh yeah, that that's that's an old story of mine that I just I just reworked to be more about uh the the void the voidfang vestments instead of a uh, young arm spine, but uh glad you liked it and purple is back and hello we're good awesome yeah awesome because i really want to hear it because i don't think anyone can do a better job than you would you please uh-huh. uh would you please read captured
5: it's the last one sure yep
1: <clears throat> think think back to the last sure thing you can remember and work from there war. The war on Luna. The war for Luna. Us versus them. Light versus dark. Hive versus guardians. This moon belongs to us and we'll fight for it happily. War is a constant. That's what I believe. We were in the Mare Imbrium. Croto was killing countless guardians, but the fight was far from over. My whole team got picked off by a single enemy. A disgrace to the war. We need to be ready to fight, ready to kill. And yes, we need to be ready to die, but we should be better than to allow our death toll to outnumber theirs. We're large in number, but we're not limitless. With my powers, I evaded the attack, gliding through the air, narrowly escaping. I called to them, to my team. I was in charge, but they were weak, new blood. I shouted to move, to throw up something to protect them, but they froze. The heavy blast of arc energy crashed into them shot from one of those things the ones heavily armored and large they were the ones i feared the most the other kinds were small fragile things they looked frail but they weren't they looked weak but they weren't they were formidable but they didn't command the same fear and the as the armored ones that is of course until what happened next One of the frail ones noticed me escaping, and in an instant, I was shrouded in a dark, painful cloud. I couldn't escape. I tried and tried, wanting to glide out of the cloud, but it held me. The other small one shot at me while I was here with void energy, firing at me quickly. It felt as if it were shredding through me. The pain became overwhelming, and then there was nothing, just darkness. I couldn't see, and I still can't, but I can feel. I can feel something cold holding me in place, restricting my movements. They captured me. I know not what to expect from them, but I knew it would be cruel. They would dissect me, wouldn't they? Pick me apart bit by bit in retaliation for what we've done to them. We have captured, tortured, dissected them before. They are a powerful enemy and knew things we needed, and that's what war is. This is what war is. The noise of someone approaching, not footsteps though, it's a whooshing sound. Are they flying to me? Perhaps trying to sneak up so that I can't hear them and they can surprise me? They must've been watching, waiting for me to regain consciousness and struggle. That's what they were waiting for. If only I'd lie perfectly still, maybe they'd assume I died and just dispose of me. Why did I have to move? Why did I have to struggle? Why did I, I can see again. Whatever it was used to blind me was removed, and I can see two figures. Both of them wear the long dresses similar to what I wear, but theirs are torn and tattered, fresh from battle. At least I'll die knowing we hurt them. At least I'll die knowing it wasn't in vain. They shout at me in a language I can't understand, then slice at me with talon-like scalpels. I don't make a noise. I won't give them the satisfaction of hurting me. They can kill me, but they won't see pain on my face. I'll stay strong. More shouts and shrieks. Are they upset? Did we kill a mate of theirs? I remember that much about them. Like us, they find mates. I think we did. I think we killed them and turned them into nothing, and now this one is exerting her pain onto me. I won't show it. That's my promise to myself. I will remain. The scalpel slices into my left eye. Crying it out, but I stay strong. The pain is so intense, I feel as if I'll pass out again, but I remain calm. More shouts and shrieks from the saddened one. I don't respond. And I feel my right eye being cut out as well. This was almost too much for me. The pain is unlike anything I've ever felt. My whole skull feels as if it burns in a fire now. More shrieks from her, more silence from me. I've made it this far, and there's nothing they can do to make me break. I feel the scalpel again in my center eye, and I've lost. I, I push hard against my bonds, begging them to break me free. Let me vivisect these guardians. Let me feed their light to my spawn. I shout at them, Crota will kill you all. You've lost this war. The moon will be your grave. And then there was nothing.
3: There's some visuals, <laughs>
5: nice. I liked it. That <laughs> was a lot to take in all at once. Okay. Well, then, uh, what else do we have? Uh, we have the story that I I I
2: I, uh, I messed up on. The uh, a story by Get the name. Don't forget and read this on the show. You'll look stupid.
5: But <laughs> uh, someone wants to read that. <laughs> uh, just, uh,
2: actually, I'll I'll read it since uh, I can give that one a go. Okay. Um, uh, can you read the uh, the comment first to the side there?
3: Uh yes. So this next story is a long one. So to save time, we took out a piece from the middle, giving the tone and setting. Uh, But we'll leave a link in the notes for those interested in reading the full haunting story. So there is more to this. This is more of an excerpt. Yeah. Okay, here we go. A few minutes in and nothing but tunnel. Not even one of those eerie green hive lanterns among the rocks to vary the view or the chattering of Thrall's teeth added to the sounds of our footsteps. Well, this is boring. Whoa! I began to complain, but my foot met open air and I began to fall. A hand caught me by the collar of my chest plate and pulled me back on the solid ground. I landed on my butt I landed on my- and quickly <laughs> scooted backwards from the edge, looking up to see that Derek had caught me. Where did that come from? I asked, still alarmed. Everyone turned from me back to the drop and leaned forward to look. I got up and looked too. The path had suddenly ended and dropped off into a pit that the bottom of could not be seen chasms stretched off to either side as far as the eye could see, and at close scrutiny the opposite wall could be seen a couple hundred meters away. An abyss, Derek stated plainly. It's massive, Claire mumbled in awe. So where did it come from? Or in other words, how did we not see it? I asked again. Cassie inspected the tunnel walls. Optical illusion, she stated. In the darkness we couldn't properly measure the depths of the rocks on the opposite wall. I sighed at that nearly done in by my own eyes. "'Well, where do we go now?' Maxwell asked. I feel like that question was mostly directed at Carrie. Hopelessly in love. Derek looked around. "'Stairs,' he said, pointing to a little path sticking out of the trench wall just outside the mouth of the tunnel and to the left, slanting down deeper into the abyss. It actually looked like it was in good condition, sticking out a few feet and only crumbling in a few places.' We walked down single file, staying close to the wall just in case. A feeling that had been creeping at the back of my mind since entering the tunnel finally formed into a thought. It was somehow scarier that we were going through hive territory in the pitch black with no sign of the hive presence at all than it would be to be fighting our way through the hive in these underground pathways. I shuddered. What was going on? Snaps. I like that gave uh, it had like um, Lord of the Rings imagery Mm. of that uh, that forgotten dwarven city where there's just running, running, running and suddenly drop off into nothingness like that. Yeah, I
2: tried. I tried to uh, cut a piece that would make people um, really want to go back into and read it. So um, person whose name I failed to get. I'm sorry about that. But uh, we will be linking a full copy of your story in the show notes uh for everybody who is interested and I will be going in and reading this uh myself.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh I like that there's a a, a full fire team with some yeah. some characters to be fleshed out and stuff too.
2: Yeah. The uh the whole beginning of the story is just really uh like introducing who the characters are. That's that's what I that's what I read. I read um, up to this point and uh I figured this was a good place to uh to get it. That's to get awesome. it going, yeah. Then uh, we have
5: one more. Yeah, we have uh, my last story slipping. Uh, but uh, before before anyone
2: uh, reads this story, I just wanted to say, uh, like, uh, where this the inspiration for this story uh, came from. Uh, it actually came from the Owl Sector, uh, the Transmission ARG event. In the Splendor segments of that event, we saw a different side of Cade. Sure, he's always been a little apathetic and roguish, but in these pieces, he was just downright cruel. It got me thinking about him differently, and the story of the Taken King had been shown to me in a new light. Cade's plan to use us secretly to infiltrate the Dreadnought went nearly flawlessly, but what if it hadn't? Who'd have known we died up there under his command? Would he even have stepped forward? And it, it really, this made me think, what other secrets... Could Cade be hiding? Hmm. So, uh, would someone like to read this?
0: Sure, I'll grab it.
2: Uh, don't, I, I did it just for the, the to keep track of it. Uh, these are uh, entry, uh, field report entries. Don't read every uh, number because that would just get tedious. Just give a space, you know?
0: Okay. Uh, do you just let me to say like 431, 432, or should I just say?
2: Yeah, yeah, 431. 432.
0: That'd, that'd okay. be good. So it's not a, a long line. Sure. Field report entry 431. Massively increased hive activity on Earth. Sent to investigate cause. Reports from a presumed dead hunter, Mourn. Suggest this is the beginning of something larger. But I've seen her. She's cracked. And Cade? Well, you just have to grudge you just have a grudge to pick with me, don't you? 432. Turns out intel from that heiress chick wasn't all bunk after all. A high-ranking hive, Sardon, was just spotted in the grottos. Heard he has some crazy draining aura about him, but I'm not green enough to buy into that. Hive are dangerous, but they're nothing special. 433. So you're just trying to get me killed out here, aren't you, Cade? I knew you placed bets. Who doesn't? But this... this is low. You're a proper bastard. What that hive could do... Why wasn't I prepared? Why wasn't I informed, huh? I think you're just jealous of me. You're stuck behind that desk, and you saw greatness in me, and it eats at you, doesn't it? Sardon will die, just not today. But don't think I'll forget this. 434. Are you even listening to these? 435. Ha! Guess you actually do, and don't deny it. Until further notice you're strictly on patrol duty, with no actual cause, fine. I'll patrol this nice, soft patch of grass in the steps. 436. While, I, while patrolling, I was woken by the sounds of acolytes. They were performing a ritual that summoned a powerful knight to the location, and who began killing the fallen. I disposed of the knight and found an interesting artifact of the hive. It fires like an auto rifle and looks cool. So, finders keepers. Uh, Four thirty-seven. Firing this gun is awesome. I get chills whenever I do, especially when I kill a hive. Thanks, Cade, old buddy, old pal. If it weren't for you being stuck behind that desk all day, sending me out here, I wouldn't have found it. Four thirty-eight. I think this gun likes to kill. Hive. Four thirty-nine. I know you'll call me crazy, but I think this gun talks to me. I hear whispers when I fire now, and I think it's talking about Eris. Four forty. Spoke to Eris. At first she was distant, but we really bonded over our dislike of well, you. She gave me a parting gift as well. Something for my new friend. Oh, yeah. Patrols are going well. 441. Cade, let me tell you a little bit about my friend. Cade, let me tell you a little bit about my friend. He loves to kill the hive, even though he was held by them. Can you believe that? Someone who works so closely with them wants to kill them now. I can relate. 442. 442. Oh, happy day. No need to share the news with me, Cade. My friend already has. Crota died today, and there's something waiting for me down in that pit. First, I'm going to get that, and then I'm going to crack. The Vanguard Hall is empty except for Cade and the ghost. Cade calm and collected, the ghost frantic and upset. Why did you have him killed? Why wouldn't you let me revive him? The ghost asked. You know why. You know what he had, and you knew there was no reviving him. What happened to the gun? Cade asked with a cold, unmoving gaze at the ghost. It it fell into the pit. But I still... The ghost defense of his guardian was cut off by Cade. Good. Now delete all your files. He was killed by Hive. Make it a strong one if you want, but that's what happened. But can't we just delete your files, ghost? Says Cade, and he leaves the ghost alone in the hall. Snap. Except I can't Snap. Somebody help me out. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Snapped my own story. That's, that's extremely pretentious.
4: <laughs>
0: Whatever works. Yeah.
2: Obviously, uh, that story was about necrocasm.
0: What? No. I thought yeah. it was about the Huska Ooh. pit. Well, I mean,
2: where did it begin? <laughs> yeah. The idea that necrocasm is a gun that using makes you sort of lose yourself was a, uh, a big, a big por- par- uh, portion of that story. And, uh, I didn't write an outro. So,
0: well, we'll do the usual in that case. Uh, mm. bones, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on tonight. I hope you at least found a little bit of fun discussing more instead of all of that crucible stuff you get <laughs> yourself involved in.
3: Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I hope I did, uh, I hope I did some of this wonderful lore justice and oh, uh, did. some of the, yeah, the stories did. submitted. It's, it's <laughs> awesome that people write stuff. I makes me want to like get back to the, the stuff I'm working on. Not quite ready for, for reading yet, but uh, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll send you guys a little uh, link. If I get somewhere on it, that, that's what the We'd weekly highlight is for.
4: Exactly.
2: Yeah. Do. We read of uh, fan fiction, community stories,
3: anything that happens, man. That'd be and, cool uh, to have it have it heard on here. So I'll uh, I'll get on that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. And then uh, Bones, um, where can we find you on the social medias, and uh, what do you do for uh, Crucible Radio?
4: Oh, you
3: can find me on all the. Uh, I love the medias, and I love being social on the internet. <laughs> um, Crucible Radio is the podcast for all things Destiny PvP. Uh, we talk about tips and strategies. We have interviews with the best players. I think there's. We have had uh, anyone who you associate with PvP has been on the show at some point. Uh, and there's more to come because there's great players popping up all over the place. Uh, you can follow me personally at Bones underscore CR on Twitter. You can go to CrucibleRadio.com to find the show, get everything there. And uh, Crucible Radio on Twitch. I'm going to I'm gonna get that channel going. So, uh, yeah, that's, that covers it. That's everywhere cool. you need to know. Awesome. There's also
2: uh, one more place that I spend a lot of time in, uh, the Slack.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, Crucible Radio Slack is, uh, if you don't know what Slack is, it's just like Discord uh, pretty much, except without the, the talking. That'd be out of control. But yeah, if you go to crucibleradio.com, there's a little uh, notice down on the right that says get involved with a link to how you can submit to be in the Slack. And it's really awesome. We have almost 3,000 members at this point, and there is... Channels to talk about lore, to talk about uh, computers and keyboards, to talk about football. And on top of that, a bunch of Destiny channels to uh, to meet up with players, to get teams together. We have an entire league being run on both consoles. So if you want to get into a, a PS4 league and play some scrimmages, or just find someone who can teach you how to play sweats and play with those rules that all those uh, Tier 1 guys use, Slack has everything, so uh, you're any and yeah, anyone's welcome to join who's looking to get into some more PvP. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. uh, just to, like, like not, not
2: to to beat a, beat dead, a horse dead horse yet. or anything, but like I would, I would absolutely listen to uh, uh, to his podcast. Uh, uh, it's, it's it's a really, really great, great podcast, podcast. Really great hosts. Like all three of you are are fantastic, and subconsciously. I feel like I've learned things like I I sort of watch myself when I'm in in the crucible now and I like look at it and I'm like this is not what I used to do and it's like I'm playing it a lot smarter. I'm not just rushing in thinking like if I just get the first shot off I can win. I'm playing it like I need to be prepared to get the first shot off and then where to go from there and it's it, it definitely has helped my PVP game even though my pvp game is, is awful because i'm awful but it definitely has made an improvement
3: <laughs> that's awesome dude that's really yeah. good to hear and like you know the three of us we didn't start the show because we're like hey we're good listen to us yeah. so it's like that's part of it is is we've grown as players doing the show and it's awesome to know that it's had a, a positive effect on anyone else's yeah, that, game so that's really that's- awesome that's what really
2: makes it like such a such a great podcast because it feels like I'm learning with you guys. Like we're it's it's a team effort. Everyone's getting better together, and it's it's yeah. a really remarkable um, thing to have.
3: Right on. Appreciate that. I listen
1: to it, and I don't even play PvP. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> it is.
3: Are you ever going to do the uh,
2: that cop bit again? The like CSI.
3: Oh yes, the uh you like bring the it law back. and order thing. Yeah, law and order. Well, That's it. We had what it was. Uh, we were tracking down a murderous sunbreaker. That, that was yeah, we do need to get, get that going again. Just we'll have to think <laughs> of how to incorporate that.
2: Randomly. This brand this <laughs> out that of nowhere. That's probably one of my favorite books. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and then um one last question for you, Bones. Um I did have the pleasure of meeting all three of you guys at Destiny Con, which was a great experience Marketing. for everyone that was there.
3: <laughs> uh, yes, that was awesome.
0: Um, will we, can we expect to see you guys at one of the panels again next year?
3: You can definitely expect us to, to be at Guardian Con. Uh, all three of us will be in attendance once again. And I've uh, been talking to uh, Kevin, who, who runs the damn show, and he's talking about. <laughs> Uh, doing something, uh, something special. So maybe Crucible Radio can make another little appearance uh, in that regard. But either way, definitely excited to go because the most fun part was just... Walking around and hanging out with people, uh, so it's and it, it's a good time no matter who you are going to that thing. It's awesome, so very excited.
0: It was it was a lot of fun. I was surprised that uh, it was. Uh, it, I think it was geared towards people a little older than myself, unfortunately. But I, I definitely enjoyed myself more than I thought I would. Meeting everybody from both the Twitter community and then just meeting people that came up to me and was like, "I've watched your stream before one time three years ago." <laughs> <laughs> and people wanting pictures with everybody it was absolutely amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it took a lot of people by surprise. You know, people wanted to go but didn't know really what to expect, and then suddenly it's like, oh, this is the most fun I've had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I'm kidding, it was, it was really cool. Was, yeah,
2: it was this a great destiny IRL. <laughs> destiny IRL.
0: Maybe they should call it that instead of Guardian Con.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: they'll we have, have the out the tower.
2: and everything. Oh my god. <laughs> Whole, can you imagine if they actually could like trick out a warehouse to become the tower? Though, like I know oh, it's
3: completely impossible, but that'd so baby. Cool. That's what it'll yeah. be. they They'll Year
4: 10. have last.
2: every social space in in the sections. It'll be huge. <laughs>
0: well, they already had yeah. crucible last time around, so maybe it's not completely out of the out of the question.
2: Oh yeah, they had the laser tag. <laughs> yeah, I do, oh, actually damn. did not do
0: that. Unfortunately, I missed out on that, but. Okay,
2: well, Mike, where can people find you?
0: <laughs> they can find me at uh, MythosMike on Twitter. Uh, uh, you can also find me on Twitch. Uh, I wish I could do a rebrand on there. Uh, Mike S. from PD. So you can find me on uh, Twitch or there. And then um, also an uh, extremely part-time contributor for uh, PlanetDestiny.com. Hmm. And uh,
2: Purple, <laughs> where can people find you?
1: I'm on Twitter at PurpleChimera. And if you're interested in um, learning more about lore, you can read all my summaries at ishtar-collective.net. Shout yeah, out that's... to Baxter. He's awesome.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's where you have to go to uh, read all the other masks that we didn't read because they were just suffer and insufferable. <laughs> is it because of me or
0: is it because of the descriptions? Be honest.
2: It's just a lot, of, a lot of puns. It was a joint effort. It was, it was <laughs> oh, come on. Part. It was a lot of both. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm, like, I'm trying not to be mean about it. Just like, we'll maybe be mean if you we'll not are attractive.
0: That? Oh, come on. <laughs> well, in that case, Swiney, where can we find you on the social medias?
2: I'm on Twitter, and that's about it. That's all I do anymore.
0: Oh, wait.
2: No, that's not all I do anymore because I challenged Destiny Barista, uh, the oh leader of the Queen's Corsairs. To 1v1 me in the Crucible And for every time he kills me he, I have to uh, Give a lore fact about the Queen or the Reef and for every 5 kills of him I will switch my weapon And I will have uh, five, 5 exotic weapons And I'll have a little bit to say about Each of the weapons So I don't know when that's going to happen but I'm going to make sure that happens We're going to stream it And uh, it'll be fun He's a cool guy
0: Destiny Breeze is a uh, great guy. Shout out to uh, the Queen Corsairs who are one of the uh yeah. try to create like a, a safe Yeah, they're uh, a safe gamer group. Yeah, safe gamer group. They're an amazing group of people. Mm-hmm. Danos, yeah. uh BK who we shouted out last week, they're all a great great group of guys and gals. Oh yeah, she's
3: uh, sh-
2: she's next.
0: <laughs> I'd love to see that. Her punching <laughs> you the whole time, every melee that, kill.
2: See that's that's <laughs> a state. It's weapons only. Weapons weapons only. only. I'm gonna
0: win. <laughs> and then um, so that'll uh, I think that'll wrap it up for us this week. Um, I just wanted to give a quick little shout out um the uh, just again, to all of our supporters this week, um, we have received an amazing amount of support for the show since we went live just a few months ago. Now, um, this was just a small effort between three, four guys at first, and now it's just expanded into something great. And uh, we really appreciate all the views, all the comments that we get, all of the support that you guys have given us over these mm-hmm. short past few months. And I, I think I speak for all of us when I say that. I am uh, truly truly humbled that uh, you would take two hours out of your day to listen to a uh, bunch of guys and gals just screaming about the things that not everyone else understands. (laughs) So coming from the bottom of my heart, uh, I really think each and every one of you that take time to listen to us every single week, and I really appreciate that for you. So thank you. I'm
2: truly humbled as well.
0: (laughs) I can't talk. It's one o'clock in the morning. So right. <laughs> again, that'll wrap us up for this week. And Good uh, show, guys. what are we, uh, what are we coming out with next week? Do we have a topic yet?
2: That's the, uh, the raid. <laughs> we're going to be, uh, we're going to be, uh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: We're going to be discussing the uh, we're going to be discussing the the raid, the uh, the matrix of the like the matrix, <laughs> the mechanics of the raid, <laughs> uh, the bosses that we go up against, and just the um, the potential of what it means for the future of Destiny. So look forward to that next week, and um, yeah, that'll uh, that'll be it for us again. And uh, again, thank you to everyone for supporting us. and We'll see you back next week.
2: Thank you so much for coming on, guys. Peace out, guys.
3: Thank you for having me.